0: Welcome to the
1: New Books Network. Hello and welcome back to the Life Wisdom Podcast special series on the New Books Network. I'm your host, Dr. Raj Balkharan. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ruth Roth. She has a background in science and zoology, and she's taught junior high and high school students uh, biology for a number of years, over three decades, in fact. She also has a master's in theology with a specialty in, in liturgy, and that's in quite handy because she's currently a Roman Catholic woman priest. We'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. Ruth, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Ronsh. It's good to be here with you.
1: Yes, it's lovely. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, when someone hears Roman Catholic woman priest, wait a minute, I thought there could be priests in some uh, denominations of Christianity, but, you know, for the Roman Catholic Church, I'm not so sure about that. Could you say a bit more about that?
0: That's very true. And to be honest, those of us who are ordained Roman Catholic women priests are still seen by the canonical church as being on the outside. But in about 2002, seven women were ordained Uh, on the Danube River by Roman Catholic bishops, male bishops, who believed that it was important for women to take up this role, who were called to this role. And a few years later, they also ordained women bishops from that group so that the women themselves could carry on this legacy in the line of, of Peter, if you like, from the early church. So all of the women who have been ordained are ordained in the line of Peter.
1: When were you ordained, Ruth?
0: I was ordained five years ago in 2016 by a woman, you... Bishop Um who was kind of, I would think, the second generation. She was one of the first women ordained in Canada by a bishop who had been ordained on the Danube.
1: And were you always called uh, to the priesthood or to, to function in this way?
0: That's an interesting question. I think I was. I think I am. But as a young child and even as a teenager, when those thoughts came to me, I knew that that couldn't be possible because in the Roman Catholic Church, only men are ordained. Um, And it wasn't until, obviously, much later in my life did I come to realize that women, too, are called and that there were women who had paved the path, if you like, for me, and on whose shoulders I am standing, who who have who have um, taken up and answered this call, and allowed people like myself to do the same.
1: No, I find your position. Um, quite intriguing and, more importantly, quite inspiring in that, you know, for how many generations uh, was the ebb and flow of of little girls, young women, called to who knows what law, medicine, astronomy? Um, And for how many of them were those options were um, unavailable for so much of the history of our species? Um, And now the world is changing, and it intrigues me that even in an institution like the Roman Catholic Church, you have, uh, at least through your lineage, the opportunity for those called, who happen to be female bodies, to embrace their call. You know, what comes to mind is this. The Roman Catholic Church is a a fairly uh, conservative establishment, and so... If called to serve, if called um, to, to, um, to cater to a flock, so to speak, in Christian fashion, why the Roman Catholic Church then?
0: That's a very good question, and that's one that I was asked when I began down this pathway. Why don't you join another church that is much more open to having women as leaders, but i was raised as a roman catholic my whole foundation is on is in that teaching in that culture it's just that i think now the church is being called to move in a slightly different much more inclusive fashion and i think that that's what what we are called to do is to learn how to listen to the calling of our heart. And one of the things in the Roman Catholic Church when I was being raised is that we were taught that the the church knew what was right for us and what was good for our spirituality. But I think in that they forgot to teach us how to listen to the spirit within ourselves. The spirit that speaks to each of us, as well as to the church as an institution, and so I think by doing this, I am honoring the spirit that speaks within each of us.
1: You know, this is um, this really strikes me as a um, as an issue of authority in many ways, in terms of in life, um, do we? Gain authority, guidance, direction from the outside or from within? Where does the authority in the church lie? With the priests? Uh, with the scriptures? Uh, with what uh, uh, one's heart calls one to do? Um, but obviously, these questions are generative and expansive. Uh, uh, there's no way to arrive at a conclusive answer. But I'm hoping you can comment somewhat about this issue of where the authority lies in the church.
0: I think the authority lies in both. I think it's, that part is very important. And we ha- each have our own conscience that we are called to follow and to honour. And at the same time, the church has this huge history. It, it holds so much wisdom within the institution. But I think we need both. And sometimes I think we've we've lost that both is important
1: you know one thing that comes to mind um, i mean there's different pieces that are really really deeply intrigued by your path. One piece is as uh, one piece of my story is the the scholar of religion or or world religion or comparative religion and and um uh, the 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 seeker, uh, the spiritualist, the practitioner in me understands that there are truths and, and uh, realities that are indeed eternal. Nevertheless, everything under the sun in this world changes with time and grows. And uh, even the Roman Catholic Church, it changes much more slowly than most. You know, it's a it's a much more slow moving organism than many an institution. Even, nevertheless. Um, It hasn't always been the way it was, and it won't always be the way it is. And perhaps, perhaps um, the movement that you're part of will succeed in creating space um, for like-minded individuals called to the priesthood. The other piece that comes to mind uh, is this idea that there's so much wisdom in the church. Could you say a bit more about that?
0: The wisdom that that lies in the church is is wisdom that actually lies in very many religions. I believe that wisdom is wisdom, no matter where it comes from. But even in the early church, as archaeology is beginning to show us, women were leaders in the early church. Women gathered, as we still do today, people around tables. That was the role of women in the early church. And some of that wisdom, if you like, or some of that knowledge has been lost. But as I say, current archaeological digs are showing more and more of that to be true. And so in some ways, I think we are going back to even our roots as we evolve, we're, we're finding out more and more. But to go back to your question in terms of wisdom, we have the church has held so much wisdom and holds still so much wisdom in terms of they were often the early teachers. They were the ones who who taught, who held the scriptures, who allowed for writing and for um, printing, eventually, of all of this material and of ways of having that disseminated throughout the world, perhaps not always in, in, as we know now, healthy ways in terms of colonization, but But we are learning even from that, even from our mistakes, we get to learn and recognize the wisdom again that each person, each culture, each time in history offers us as a learning or a stepping off point. And we get to carry that with us forward, as you mentioned, to to bring about a, a much more inclusive. Church, And as knowledge expands in all areas, whether that's science or psychology, it offers us opportunities, it offers us information that helps us to move ahead, not only physically and mentally, but also spiritually, and to recognize that we are all called to grow in all of these ways.
1: Certainly there's this um, running theme of, of learning, of education, of, of really, but more than degrees, life lessons. You know, Wisdom pertains to life lessons. And isn't it true that those lessons emerge cross-culturally and that sometimes you can, you can arrive at a, 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 a nugget, um, a kernel of wisdom, that someone else can from a very different cultural religious context. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. I, I don't believe that wisdom sits in one place or one culture or one religion. That wisdom is wisdom, no matter where it's found. And it comes, I think we see it when we seek truth, that truth shows itself in whatever way and place it it it, it arises. So,
1: I'm inferring um, through our conversation that you may have a different vision or even definition of the church than probably um, um, the majority of Roman Catholics do. Um, Can you tell us a bit about that? What is your definite, what is the church? Um, What is your vision of the church? Does wanting to be baptized to be part of the church. Could you tell us what that is to you?
0: Well, I think for me, I see the church as much more inclusive, as being a place where all are welcome. And that currently doesn't exist, I think, It it may exist. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It probably exists in some pockets of the Catholic Church. And that's why I think I feel like I'm called to be a bridge, to hold one foot, if you like, in the canonical church, and one foot in a new place, in a place that is more inclusive, that is more loving, that is called to work more with people on the margins, because I think that was the original call of the church, is to include especially those who do not feel like they belong. And I think sometimes that as we become a bigger institution, that the church loses sight of that, that really Everyone is called, everyone is called to to be a part of and to contribute to love, which is who God is.
1: It is is such a great irony that there are so many who may find themselves in the margins or beyond um, the acceptance of the canonical church, as you call it. And yet, um, at its very genesis, the teachings and the followers of Jesus of Nazareth were in the outer margins,
0: were they not? I do think that Jesus reached out to the outer margins. That's where he healed. That's where he spoke. And perhaps that's why the Romans at that time and the governors felt, felt threatened. But really, I think that the Catholic Church shouldn't feel threatened by us. Speaking as, speaking as Roman Catholic women priests, I think that we are simply showing them a way to be inclusive, one way to be inclusive. Because at, at Roman Catholic women priest services, for example, all are welcome, all are welcome.
1: That's quite powerful. Uh, There's so many different threads that come to mind speaking with you. Um, I'll touch on three of them in the next three questions. The first one that comes to mind is this idea of the innovator. You know, in the back of my brain, I'm always tinkering about sort of armchair theories on humans and how humans work. It's sort of probably my greatest passion. My greatest intrigue in this life is the human condition. And it seems to me that the vast majority of individuals, easily 80%, um, You know, they're overarchingly upholding existing institutions for the most part, status quo. And we've got people who are rebels, right? And then there are people who are either courageous or foolish or both. Uh, I think the two of us on this call might be in this category who are innovators, who don't Want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So to use an analogue in the Indic world, you know, sure Brahmanism is uh, xenophobic and sexist and hierarchical, sure absolutely, but there's still so much that's been preserved and there's still so much is too good there to dispense with the power and the wisdom of tradition. And yet, of course, we need to innovate it, change it in some way. And I find that to be uh, not the easiest space to work and live in, but perhaps fruitful. Um, how does that land for you, this kind of idea of innovating the church versus dispensing with it?
0: I think that fits very well because for me, I believe that change has to come from inside or that as it comes from inside, that it's more I almost want to say more real, that it's more genuine, that it's seeking the betterment of all when it comes from inside, as opposed to being, if I left, joined another religion and then tried to change the Catholic Church. And I'm not even sure that I'm trying to change the Catholic Church as much as inviting it to grow, to see beyond the, um, the walls that it has put up in some cases that harm other people, and to be able to let go of some of those walls so that it is more loving, that it is more inclusive of those who do not feel that they have a place, a community, a way of growing, because for me, it's when we are in community and we grow together that we increase our spirituality, that, are, that we grow as individuals, as institutions, as congregations. And if you don't feel that you have a place to do that, I think those are the people who are on the margins, who have been disregarded, if you like. And that I think that the church has a wonderful opportunity to be with those people, to let them know that they too are loved and that their wisdom, their own personal wisdom, has a place to be and to be heard.
1: You know, part of what I find so fulfilling about this uh, particular conversation is I feel in my bones that we need to find a way. We, we, we have no choice moving forward over the coming decades and centuries, but to find a way to be in conversation, peaceful and fruitful conversation with all the tribes of the earth, to, to employ a metaphor. We have to find a way. We have to find a way to be a meaningful conversation uh, and to be inclusive of various religious, uh, cultural, demographic backgrounds. And I think it's the innovators of the world who are instrumental in that, because for the traditions that are uh, in, a, in tribalism exists everywhere, right? But for the traditions that are a little more skewed towards exclusion in terms of this is who we are and this is what's uh, what we need, what one needs to do or believe to be part of the in crowd. I think it's really refreshing to hear someone speak on the importance and the power and the wisdom of that tradition, but in, but at the same time say, but we need to create space for everyone without converting them, which is what I'm hearing you say. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Like to be able to actually listen to each other. That's a very good way to put it without wanting to convert someone, but to hear Who they are, what they represent, what their culture, what their shared wisdom has to teach all of us. And that could be about um, spirituality, about being more inclusive, but it could also be about how we treat each other, how we treat our earth, how we treat all these different aspects of who we are, and where we live. Because all of this, all of this, in in our terms, if you like, is part of God's creation. We are all part of that. And I think it's simply acknowledging that, but beyond acknowledging and saying, yes, God made you, yes, God made the earth, yes, God made all of creation, but to recognize that God also dwells within each person, God dwells within all of creation. And so we are invited to hear each piece, if you like, and the more, well, personally, I believe too, that the more of the pieces we hear, the more we get to truth. We each hold a piece of the truth, each church holds some of the truth. And when together we can talk together, we can work together, we can hear each other, we learn more. Together we come to learn what truth is and what wisdom is.
1: I really intrigued what you said a moment ago about um, God, or let's say the divine, the spirit, um, uh, uh, existing within everyone, existing within creation, within nature. And, you know, when one is teaching, for example, history of religions or world religions, obviously it's very cookie cutter, and there's not, uh, you know, teach as much as you can, but there's not as much time or space needed to unpack the nuance. Nevertheless, there seems to be this overarching thrust in um, Abrahamic religions uh, that um, portrays a divine principle or God, right? That is outside of creation and outside of humanity a relationship with that God and is it would you agree that it's fairly um, it's less typical than to to have a view of Roman Catholicism where God dwells inside of everyone inside of creation is it just me that thinks that's that's fairly um, 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 refreshingly different from the typical view would you
0: say But that's what our scriptures teach us. They teach us that God is love. God reveals God's self as love and as one who abides, who dwells, who makes their home in us, who made their home in the person of Christ, in the person of Jesus. And as the Christ, we are invited to abide in that, and to know that God lives within each of us. That's, that's part of what Scripture teaches. That's part of the wisdom of the church, if you like. And do you feel this is a commonly
1: held view of Scripture?
0: Perhaps in some ways we may have forgotten that we are each God's beloved. I think, to be honest, I think we know it intellectually. I think we know it from reading it. I think we know it from hearing it. But I'm not sure that we've embraced it and allowed it to live within us and within our institution. I think we have not yet let it reach our heart, if that makes sense.
1: Mm. It does to me, yes. Another point that... I wanted to touch on what we were speaking before about the divine is this idea of the feminine divine you know one of the things people love to learn about for example courses where i teach at the online school is about goddesses and feminine faces of the divine um could you say a little bit about your vision about the existence or non-existence of a feminine divine in the catholic tradition
0: There are mystics who have taught us that God is father, that God is mother. Um, Julian of Norwich, whose feast day we celebrate this month, certainly showed us that God is both. And that we actually see that in nature. We refer to nature as mother earth or as a as a mother and god embodies all so god must embody all of the feminine characteristics as well as male characteristics if you like and even our wisdom books speak of god in the feminine So there is both, there is both within our scripture, there is both within our tradition, when we read the teachings, and the writings of the mystics, or we read of um, in the book of wisdom, there is all of these images of God, God doesn't have just one image. But I think we forget that God is relationship. In the Catholic Church, we often refer to God as the Trinity to show us that God lives in relationship, in love within that relationship. And so I think we have all these different images and perhaps sometimes we get stuck on one or two because they fit us for a while. But I think like everything else, we too are are called to evolve our image of who God is as God reveals God's self to us as individuals, but also to our world through, uh, once again, as we've mentioned earlier, all of the different things that that we know today that we didn't know 10 years ago. I think God continues to reveal God's self. We just need to be open and to learn how to see that, to be willing to to be in relationship with a God who is also evolving with us and inviting us to evolve and inviting us even more to be at one. That was the request that we be at one, not one religion. Not one believe, but one in love with each other. And if you look at the commandments of Jesus, there are really only two main ones that encompass everything else. And that is to love God, to love ourselves and our neighbor. And it's in that that we're called to live.
1: That sounds quite wise. Now, there might be listeners who are intrigued by what you're saying. They may perhaps um, have at one point been part of the church, but then left it in their adult life. The number of people, for example, I know in my life as clients and colleagues to to whom that applies, or there might be people who were never part of the church and are spiritually seeking and they're, they're intrigued by what you're saying. For those types of listeners who really want to dive deeper into this path, what's the next step?
0: I think that there is so much out there right now in our world that is calling us to a new consciousness, if you like, to a new way of being, to a way of being together that is much more, holistic, if you like, than we have ever been before. And I don't think it matters what spiritual tradition you follow. I think the key sometimes is to find one that fits for you, that you know in your heart is one that is calling you to become a better person, if you like, to become a more aware person, to become a more loving and forgiving person. Whatever leads you in those directions, to me, is what we are called to do. Um, For myself, it is to stay within the Roman Catholic Church, despite... um, perhaps not being recognized or not honored. That doesn't matter. For me, it's taking that wisdom and using it to move forward, to make this world, in whatever way I can, a better place, to reach out to those who are on the margins, who feel that they don't belong, who don't have someone to listen to them. So I think my, my response would be, to seek out, there is so much today. I I don't even know where to tell you to begin, Raj. There is so much on the internet, for example. There are so many organizations that are inviting people to expand this idea. Um, help think, me. Um,
1: no, your 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 general answer was was beautiful. Um, now, what I was asking um, specifically is. Um, how can individuals who might be called to um uh, roman catholic women priests for example or to services you might be offering whether they're online or in person at some point what's the next step if they've they're inspired by this particular um, um innovation within the church
0: I'm part of um, RCWP Canada, Roman Catholic Women Priests Canada, and we do have a website. Also with our website is an online magazine called The Review, which gives lots more information uh, about um, who we are and how we are growing. There's also Roman Catholic Women Priests throughout the world Uh, The U.S. website, for example, gives links to all of the Roman Catholic women priest organization or, I guess, um, communities throughout the world. Um,
1: That's perfect. I will definitely include them in the podcast notes so that if anyone's called to learn more, or maybe even take the next step. Uh, Really, I'm coming from a space of knowing that there are a number of individuals that I've met who were raised Catholic and in their adult life, they felt the need to move away from that tradition because there wasn't enough space for them or their communities or um, their friends or their spouses or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I imagine that there might be people who hear this who would potentially be inspired to reconnect the church through this new innovation. So I'll definitely include that that um, that information in the podcast notes. Now, before we close for today, was there anything else that you wanted to say or touch on about your work uh, or really uh, life wisdom more broadly? Well, I
0: think just to say and to just re-emphasize That's certainly with Roman Catholic women priests, that everyone is welcome. There, There are no outsiders at the table when we celebrate. All are welcome. And I'm hoping that that example will continue to be lived out, not just within our organization, but actually much, much broader than that. So that as we continue to work, that those who are not, as you mentioned, feeling left out, will find a community where they know that they are welcome and that they are encouraged to grow and to share their voice.
1: Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today about your
0: path. Thank you for having me. It's always good to chat with you.
1: Indeed. For those of you listening, we have been speaking with Ruth Roth, a Roman Catholic woman priest the mother of the Roman Catholic Church, about her path and the wisdom that it entails. Until next time, uh, stay well and keep contemplating the role of wisdom in the church and beyond. Take care.